Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Sid. I have Brother Corey assisting me today. We have a detailed lesson prepared for our brothers and sisters internationally. Today's lesson will be called Finding Freedom in the Truth, brothers and sisters. Today we're going to do a thorough examination of the great deception perpetuated by the Christian church, brothers and sisters, in order to shatter the programming of the enemy, brothers and sisters, in order to break the bonds of spiritual captivity, brothers and sisters, to give rest to the emotionally oppressed, brothers and sisters. We're going to start in Hosea chapter 4, verse 1. Brother Corey, please read Hosea 4 and 1. Verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. Children of Israel, brothers and sisters. That's who we are. We wanted to magnify this because Christians will say that Israelites are a cult, brothers and sisters. Or they'll call them the black Hebrew Israelites. When there's no such thing as black Hebrew Israelites, unless there's white Hebrew Israelites. The Israelites are just people of color. There's nothing wrong with that. So that term of black Hebrew Israelites is offensive because that puts that negative condemnation like the Black Panthers. As if we're dealing with some level of violence, which we're not, brothers and sisters. Christ was not about violence. Christ was about love. So can you read that one more time, brother? Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. Now, we may have new people listening in, so we're going to go to show who the children of Israel are. Just because without understanding who the children of Israel are, it's going to be hard for you to compute what the scriptures are actually trying to convey to us, brothers and sisters. So we're going to go to... Exodus 1 and 1. Exodus 1, verse 1. Now these are the names of the children of Israel. Read that part again, brother. Now these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Jacob. The same people that crossed the Red Sea, brothers and sisters. These are who these people are. Verse 2. Reuben. Reuben, the Aborigines of Australia, brothers and sisters. Simeon. Simeon are the Dominicans, brothers and sisters. Levi. Levi are the Haitians, brothers and sisters. And Judah. Judah are the Negroes, the African Americans, brothers and sisters. Issachar. Issachar, those are the Mexicans, brothers and sisters. These are God's chosen people. Zebulun. Zebulun. We have the Panamanians, the Costa Ricans, brothers and sisters. And Benjamin. Benjamin. Benjamin is who? Those of the West Indies, Trinidad, Tobago, Jamaica. These are God's people, brothers and sisters. Verse 4, Dan. Dan, which are who you would call the the Spartans. If you ever seen that move of Sparta, brothers and sisters? I think it was Sparta. Maybe oh, it was 300. 300. Yeah, 300. Those were actually Israelites. They're no longer counted amongst the 12 tribes because of their vigor against these people that we're discussing right now, brothers and sisters. Uh, and Naphtali. Naphtali. Those are the people of the southern seas, brothers and sisters. So you have the Samoans, the Hawaiians. You have the Philippines, uh, the Vietnamese, the Cambodians. These are the people in that area of the southern seas. The South Pacific, the South China Sea. These are God's people, brothers and sisters. Gad. Gad, the North American Indians, brothers and sisters. And Asher. Asher, Brazil, brothers and sisters. All the the oil-rich countries, brothers and sisters, are Brazil. So notice one thing about these people. These people are the poor. These people are the oppressed. These people are on the bottom, brothers and sisters. These are God's chosen people. The world knows this. Therefore, they look to demonize us. They look to oppress us, not only physically, but spiritually, brothers and sisters. 
So we, we wanted to go there. When the Bible is saying the children of Israel, the people that they're speaking of are the names that we just discussed. Now, there's other people also within that. We just dealt with who they predominantly are. Like you have the Polynesians, brothers and sisters. Those are Israelites, without any shadow of a doubt. Those from Guam, those are Israelites, brothers and sisters, without any shadow of a doubt. So we wanted to just magnify that so you can understand the children of Israel are a physical people, brothers and sisters. People, all these people are people of color, brothers and sisters. Even if they may look a little bit lighter, doesn't matter. According to the Bible, these are the children of Israel, God's chosen people. This whole book, the Bible, is the history book of the children of Israel. So we wanted to magnify what we're dealing with is not a religion. The children of Israel is not a religion, brothers and sisters. This is a race of people. You, you want to look at somebody Chinese and say, yeah, that's his religion. He's Chinese. No, we're the children of Israel. So being an Israelite is not a religion, brothers and sisters. It's a physical people. So we're going to go back to Hosea 4. We just wanted to give some edification. So when we read the children of Israel, you get an understanding of who these people are, brothers and sisters. Hosea 4 verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. The Most High have a controversy with our people. There is no truth. There is no what? Truth. No mercy. Nor knowledge of God in the land. Our people are not following the Most High God, brothers and sisters. And because of that, we have been oppressed by society, by the world, brothers and sisters. At one time, we were a righteous people who upheld God's law. Now our people are dealing in all types of spiritual fornication, brothers and sisters. So that's why it was important for us to know we're the children of Israel. Because if you don't know who the children of Israel are, which the Christian church does not tell you who these people are, how can you understand this scripture? Who is the Most High speaking to if you don't know who the children of Israel are, brothers and sisters? Can you read that again, brother? Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath the controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Right. So we, we have no knowledge of God in the land. Because why? We're learning from those who are oppressing us, brothers and sisters. When the enemy is your teacher, they're not going to teach you the information to overthrow them, brothers and sisters. It's just not logical that they would do that, brothers and sisters. So that's why the Most High have woken our people up. If you... There's many Israelites who have waken up and understood their true identity, brothers and sisters, to be the upholders of the law, to be God's chosen people, brothers and sisters. Chosen people. We're going to go to verse 6. Verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Read that again, brother. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So we have a lack of knowledge, brothers and sisters. And that's why we're living in this lowest state of oppression, brothers and sisters. Anytime you see us on the media, we're vilified. We're demonized. We're getting paid less than everybody else, brothers and sisters. There's a reason for this. Can you read that again? My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge. So Israel's lack of knowledge was not mere ignorance, brothers and sisters, but it was active sin against God. So we're ignorant of the law because we rejected it, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time? Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Right. So if you look at our communities, brothers and sisters, you can tell what we're dealing with is generational. 
you look at our grandfathers, our grandmothers, our great grandmothers and grandfathers, they were dealing with the same circumstances. So what we're dealing with here is generational brothers and sisters because we've forgotten his law. That's that's the emphasis right there, his law, brothers and sisters. Christians have told us you don't have to follow no law. You can do what you want, celebrate what you want, eat whatever you want, listen, go to church on whatever day you want. There was a reason for that, brothers and sisters, because they knew the only way they could rule over us is to coerce us into breaking God's law. When Moses received that law, we received that law. No other race of people received the law, brothers and sisters. Koreans didn't receive the law, brothers and sisters. Africans did not receive the law. We received the law. White people did not receive the law. That's why it seems as if they can sin and get away with it, because they didn't receive the law. Moses was of the tribe of Levi. He was a Haitian, brothers and sisters. Those are our people, brothers and sisters. And look at how they're living. Poor, eating dung pies, brothers and sisters. Suffering. Our people are suffering. The meek, the humble, have been spiritually oppressed and broken emotionally, brothers and sisters. Made to believe we're worth nothing, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time? Verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Because we've forgotten the law, brothers and sisters, so now that we realize we're the children of Israel, we must pick up that law, brothers and sisters, for our children's sake, for our children's children's sake, brothers and sisters. Because it's getting progressively worse, brothers and sisters. And listen, you may have one or two individuals that aren't suffering, but look at your people. Look at them. How are your people living? Look at how your people are living as a whole. So, of course, you'll have a person here, a person there, a Jay-Z, or Oprah. Yeah, that's one or two. But predominantly, look at our people. Look at predominantly the Hispanics. Look predominantly what's going on here, brothers and sisters. Predominantly as a whole, as a race of people, we're the low, we're the tail, brothers and sisters. And in order for us to have a great role reversal, we have to pick this law up, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Jeremiah 5 and 7 to show you who would coerce us into forgetting the law, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. We're going to Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 7. We're standing in the Tanakh, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah 5, verse 7. He's going to edify on who would coerce us into forgetting the law, brothers and sisters. How shall I pardon thee for this? Thy children have forsaken me. Our, the children of Israel. Our people have forsaken him, brothers and sisters. Nobody believed in the Bible like the people we just discussed. That's, that's our belief is in the Bible, brothers and sisters. You have other people who deal with Buddhism predominantly. You have other people who deal with Islam predominantly. Brothers and sisters, you have other people who deal with Egyptology predominantly. The children of Israel believe in the God of the Bible. Even though we're not following it, we all believe in it. You remember in your grandmama house that Bible up on that mantle. And you better not you better not drop that book or you get your tail dealt with. <laughs> brothers and sisters. So our people always had a uh, a respect for the word, even though not knowing we, we were the people in the book, brothers and sisters. Uh, can you read that, brother? How shall I pardon thee for this? Thy children have forsaken me and sworn by them that are no gods. We started to serve other gods, brothers and sisters. We started to deal with other worships, brothers and sisters. We started to eat unclean foods, follow pagan holidays, brothers and sisters. Because of this, 
we are in this state, brothers and sisters. Now, all of us have done this. We're, nobody here was following the law from a child. We, we had no knowledge, brothers and sisters. We did what we were taught. But now the Most High has taken that captivity, that spiritual blindness off of us to see what our true purpose and responsibility is in this earth, brothers and sisters. Thy children have forsaken me and sworn by them that are no gods. When I had fed them to the full, they then committed adultery. When I had fed them to the full, what does that mean? That means at one time, brothers and sisters, we were the epitome of a righteous nation, brothers and sisters. We were the top, brothers and sisters. When we had our land, the children of Israel, when we had our land in Israel, all people respected us, brothers and sisters. We had control over all economics, brothers and sisters. All trading, we had control over that. He said, once you were fed to the full, you got, <laughs> you lost the respect. Why? Because you had everything. Sometimes when the bills are paid, brothers and sisters, you forget about the most high. Because the bills is paid. Let's, I mean, hey, we're going out. <laughs> See? That's what happens. Look at, look at the elites. Look at the people who have the most money, brothers and sisters. There's no relationship with God. Why? Because their rent is paid till next summer. <laughs> so they don't have, they don't know how the phone, they know how the phone bills going to be paid. So even though we're poor, we live in ghettos and slums, brothers and sisters, there's a fear of God in the ghettos that you would never find in the suburbs. Ever, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. How shall I pardon thee for this? Thy children have forsaken me and sworn by them that are no gods. When I had fed them to the full, they then committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the harlot's house. Assembled themselves by troops in the harlot houses, brothers and sisters. Spiritual fornication, brothers and sisters. These modern day churches are called harlot houses, brothers and sisters. Spiritual harlotry, brothers and sisters. Where we would attend and learn to commit spiritual fornication, brothers and sisters. The Bible says we would read, read that one. Read that one more time, brother. Uh, I'll start in the middle. Uh, you can read it from the top. Thank you. All right. How shall I pardon thee for this? Thy children have forsaken me and sworn by them that are no gods. When I had fed them to the full, they then committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the harlot's house. By troops in the harlot's houses. By droves in the harlot houses, brothers and sisters. You go into the Christian church, it's predominantly these people that's sitting right up in here, brothers and sisters. We are packing the churches wide open, <laughs> brothers and sisters. We're packing it. It's us that's upholding these Christian churches, brothers and sisters. Why is he calling it a harlot house, brothers and sisters? Can you uh, edify on the word harlot? Harlot, brothers and sisters. Why is it saying a harlot? Because you've laid with many lovers. That's what that means. Which means there's no discipline. You can be a Christian and do whatever you want to do. You eat whatever you want. Worship any day that you want to. You know. Deal with, you know, bestiality, homosexuality. Whatever you want to do, you can do that within the Christian church, brothers and sisters. That's why he's saying a harlot. Because Christians explain everything off. When you ask them, well, sir, the Bible says I should stay away from these foods. Well, you ain't got to worry about that. Well, sir. Bible says I should celebrate these days. Well, you ain't got to worry about that, sir. <laughs> well, you ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> and see, that's why the men are no longer in the church, brothers and sisters, because there's no discipline. There's no structure, brothers and sisters. We're not learning anything. So you can be yourself and be in the Christian church, brothers and sisters. That's why he's saying a harlot, because there's no structure. There's no discipline, brothers and sisters. 
That's why we have to come back to the Bible, brothers and sisters, as Israelites. We, we Listen, we don't have a problem with Christians. Christianity is a religion, though, brothers and sisters. What we're talking about is a culture for people. This book is our culture. You go into China, they have culture. It's not a religion. You go into Rome, they have culture, brothers and sisters. So the only people without a culture of their own are the people sitting here listening to this this broadcast, brothers and sisters. This is our culture, brothers and sisters. So harlots have laid with many lovers. The Christian church will allow you to do whatever you want to do, brothers and sisters. No matter what it is, whatever you want to do is fine, brothers and sisters. So this is where we would be taught to ignore the error of our ways. I remember taking the, the Bible to the pastor when I was in my adolescence and say, sir, you know, as a child, you just read what's there. I asked him, sir, is the Sabbath on Saturday? He was like, well, that was back then. So, you know, we changed it to Sunday after Christ rose. And I'm like, okay, sir, well, thank you, sir. And I'll come back. I'm a child. I don't know. But it was them that was teaching me to break his law, to excuse it. Or if as a child, you read that, it says, thou shalt not steal. As a child, you don't steal. It takes an adult, somebody else respected to come in and then say, well, you ain't got to worry about that or explain it off somehow, brothers and sisters. And it's not Christians fault, brothers and sisters. It's the shepherd's fault. Christians, we the Bible call us sheep, brothers and sisters. We're just, you know, we thought it was right. Now the Most High is giving you the truth, brothers and sisters. There's a clear difference in what's being taught in the Christian church and what the Bible is actually trying to convey to us, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time before we move on, brother. Verse 7. How shall I pardon thee for this? Thy children have forsaken me and sworn by them that are no gods. When I had fed them to the full, they then committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the harlots' houses. Right, brothers and sisters. So this is where we go to be seduced into lawlessness, brothers and sisters. Lie down with anyone, brothers and sisters. No law. Listen, the law was for the Old Testament. You can do whatever you want. Right? This is what they teach, brothers and sisters. This is exactly what they teach. We're going to go to Isaiah 13 and 1. In the Tanakh, brothers and sisters, please follow us. Isaiah 13, verse 1. The burden of Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos did see. Lift ye up a banner upon the high mountain. Read that part again, brother. Lift ye up a banner upon the high mountain. This is what the Israelites have begun to do, brothers and sisters. Exalt the voice unto them. Shake the hand, that they may go into the gates of the nobles. So Israelites have awakened, brothers and sisters, and they're getting on the corners. They're getting on the internet, brothers and sisters, and saying they have lied to us. That's what shaking the hand is, t telling our people they've lied. We've been deceived, brothers and sisters. And what are our people doing in turn? Going back to the gates of the nobles, which are the pastors, saying, Sir, is there any truth to this? See? So now that our people are learning, at one time, brothers and sisters, if you didn't have a platform, you wasn't on one of these satanic shows, uh, TBN, uh, BT Sunday morning, where there's a church, you couldn't get exposure. But now you have social media, internet, to where brothers are picking up Bibles and now going online sharing the truth, brothers and sisters. So now it's getting out of control where they can't control it, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Lift ye up a banner upon the high mountain. Exalt the voice unto them. Shake the hand that they may go into the gates of the nobles. Right. See? So the Israelites have started, stand up, started to stand up telling our people, listen, 
The doctrine doesn't add up, brothers and sisters. Christ was a man of color, brothers and sisters. The African Americans are actually the Jews, brothers and sisters. Right? The Levites are actually the Haitians. The people you thought were nothing are actually the people in this book. Sunday worship is for pagans, brothers and sisters. It comes from worshiping the sun, brothers and sisters. Nowhere in the Bible did we worship on a Sunday, brothers and sisters. Nowhere, not at one time, brothers and sisters. See? So we would go, and then what would happen? They would go to their pastors and say, Pastor, is there any truth to what they're saying? Are we these people? And what do they say? Doesn't matter. God love everybody. Well, excuse me, sir. <laughs> we now ask you who God loves. We're asking you, is there any truth that these people who you call the poor, the meek, the humble, the people who've been spiritually broken, vilified, and demonized, could these be the people? So now, brothers and sisters, they can't answer these questions. They can't answer these questions, so now what they're going to do is start to demonize all Israelites, brothers and sisters. They're going to demonize us all. Because one thing about Israelites and those who know they're Israelites is, if there's any pastors listening, when an Israelite comes to you and asks you a question, sir, they already know the answer, sir. They're trying to see the integrity of your heart. So they already know the answer, sir. And that's, that's the problem, brothers and sisters. These pastors are used to us being ignorant. For we, you, you don't have the answer. So, therefore, you have to believe whatever I say to you. Those of us who found out we're Israelites, we've gone to the Christians, we've gone to our family, we've gone to the pastors, and they can no longer answer our questions, brothers and sisters. The one thing we found is that when you pull that strand, the whole garment starts to unravel now. And they know it. So to protect the lie, brothers and sisters... <laughs> They would have to lie a hundred other times, brothers and sisters. That's what's going on. They cannot answer these questions, brothers and sisters. Christianity was not built to stand because it was built on a lie. It was built on a lie, brothers and sisters. These people were not Christians. Moses lived before Christ. He was not a Christian. How could he be a Christian? Ezekiel, Jeremiah, these people lived before Christ. So how could these people be Christians? There was something else going on before Christ ever came, brothers and sisters. The Israelites were a people, brothers and sisters. The Israelites were a people. Christ was an Israelite, brothers and sisters. This was our culture. Read that one more time before we move on, brother. Verse 2. Lift ye up a banner upon the high mountain. Exalt the voice unto them. Shake the hand, that they may go into the gates of the nobles. That they may go into the gates of the nobles. So our people have gone back to the pastors and asked them. But instead of them addressing it head on, brothers and sisters, they began to use ad hominem attacks, brothers and sisters, in order to stop the hemorrhaging. The Christian church is hemorrhaging, brothers and sisters. The numbers are dwindling, brothers and sisters. All of us know it. People are not going to church like they once were, brothers and sisters, especially not for spiritual guidance. So the Most High did what? He sent Israelites, he sent us to expose the evil being taught in these harlot houses brothers and sisters, because you're valuable to the Most High God. And He no longer can stand to the side and allow you to lose the glory of your life, the beauty within the truth, brothers and sisters, because the enemy has enlisted his workers who are masquerading as Christians. These are not Christians, brothers and sisters. You're going to find that out today. They're claiming to be Christians, but the Bible is identifying them as something else, brothers and sisters. We're not going to blame the actual Christians. Listen, I grew up a Christian, brothers and sisters. My mom was, was a Christian. We all grew up as Christians, brothers and sisters, Baptists, Pentecostal, Lutheran. We all grew up that way. 
It's the shepherd, it's the teacher that is purposely deceiving the flock, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Jeremiah 50 and 6. Please follow us. Finding the truth, brothers and sisters. Freedom in finding the truth. Jeremiah 50 verse 6. My people have been lost sheep. Read that again, brother. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have, have caused them to go astray. Read that from the top, brother. My people have been lost sheep. Lost in a maze of sin and misery, brothers and sisters. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. See? So, it's the shepherds. It's those who have the mega church, brothers and sisters. It's those. Those who have compounds, brothers and sisters. They got three, four homes, vacation home, planes, brothers and sisters. It's the shepherd that caused us to go astray. Can you read that again? My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. We have forgotten our resting place. We've gone here. We've gone to Buddhism. We've gone to, <laughs> you know, we've gone to Islam. We've gone to Egyptology. We've gone to Seven Day Adventist. We forgot our resting place, brothers and sisters. We're being ran spiritually. We're running loose inside. We look calm, but spiritually we're being run. We're being run, brothers and sisters. Most High saying, you forgot your resting place. You forgot your heritage. You forgot your culture. You forgot the truth. And it's the shepherd's fault, brothers and sisters. The evil shepherds are to blame for Israel's great apostasy, brothers and sisters. Examine this. Notice the Most High spoke tenderly of our people as lost sheep portrayed by their shepherds. Read that again, brother. Verse 6, my people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. So the poor leadership, brothers and sisters, of these shepherds led our people to be turned away and scattered, brothers and sisters. Now our people don't even believe in the Bible. A lot of people don't even believe in the Bible no more, brothers and sisters, because they've been lied to. And the lie don't sit well with their spirit, brothers and sisters. You know the truth when you hear it. And you can't fight it, brothers and sisters. You cannot fight it. We're going to go to Mark 6 and 34 because we as Israelites have compassion for Christians. We have empathy for Christians because they've been deceived. They don't know, brothers and sisters. And we're telling you that because when you go out and try to evangelize, try to share the truth, you must have that empathy brothers and sisters, to understand that they've been deceived. Mm -hmm. They're under a strong delusion. It's not their fault. You can't force it on them, brothers and sisters. You have to take your time. You have to be patient. You must ex exemplify humility, love, tenderheartedness, brothers and sisters. They're under a strong delusion. We're going to go to Mark 6 and 34 to show you Christ understood this. New Testament, brothers and sisters, please follow us. Mark 6, verse 34. And Christ, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them. Read that again. And was moved with compassion toward them because they were a sheep not having a shepherd. Read that again, brother. Because they were a sheep not having a shepherd. See? So our righteous anger, our vigor is aimed towards the shepherd, not the sheep, brothers and sisters. And as Israelites, we must understand that. They're not doing the wrong thing on purpose, brothers and sisters. They they actually believe they're right. 
That's how deceptive the enemy is, brothers and sisters. People don't follow the wrong thing on purpose. You have to be deceived into following the wrong thing, brothers and sisters. The Most High is calling out these shepherds, these pastors. I, I read one day, uh, a few months ago, that um, one of the, a fist fight broke out in the Christian church because they were saying each member need to give $10,000. Each member need to give $10,000. Well, two years ago, Creflo Dollar, he said he was trying to raise $60 million so he can have a plane, a personal plane. I'm like, wow, brother, wow. <laughs> Here, Christ didn't even have a home, and you're talking about... He said, well, yeah, I, you know, I travel a lot from New York to L.A., so I need to be able to just get on a plane. I'm like, wow, brother. <laughs> wow. I'm shocked, brother. I'm shocked. How is that of the most high God? Because you could have took that same 60 million and built up these neighborhoods where they've been gentrified at, went into the slums, went into the ghettos, Mm -hmm. (laughs) built grocery stores, built proper education. Mm -hmm. Right, brothers and sisters? So that 60 million could have been used for something else. These shepherds have become greedy, brothers and sisters. They're no longer following Christ. They're following their own heart. Read us 34 one more time, brother. And Christ, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. Right. So, brothers and sisters, no animal is more helpless and dependent, more in need of a shepherd than a sheep, brothers and sisters. And you have to realize that because there have to be compassion. There have to be patience, brothers and sisters. Uh, people that have been deceived, brothers and sisters. So we have compassion. We have empathy. Our vigor is aimed towards the shepherds, brothers and sisters. Because why? The majority of Christians have no idea they're following a deceptive doctrine, brothers and sisters. These sheep, uh, excuse me, these shepherds are wolves in sheep's clothing, brothers and sisters. Teaching error, both by word and by example, brothers and sisters. They have perverted the minds of the simple. And the Bible is exposing These evil shepherds, brothers and sisters. We're going to Mark 13 and 6. Just a few chapters over. Please follow us. Mark 13, verse 6. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Read that again, brother. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Christ was exposing them. Many shall come in... Christ's name, saying, I'm Christ, I'm Christian. See, Christ was exposing them. Christians are the only people that have Christ in their name, brothers and sisters. That's where we learned about the pagan holidays. That's where we learned about Easter. That's where we learned about Christmas. That's where we learned about Sunday worship, brothers and sisters. That's where we learned it. So Christ was telling you, during the end, there's going to be a people who are going to rise up and claim my name, but use it to destroy the sheep. Christ was telling you, brothers and sisters, many shall come in his name, Christians, and deceive many. Did the Christians ever tell you you were the children of Israel? No. So they would never tell you that you were worth anything. You're a slave. That's what you are. You do what I say do. They would never tell you your value, brothers and sisters, that you would be the head, not the tail, brothers and sisters. So if they would lie about that, They lied on Christ's color. (laughs) They lied on the day. What are we doing here, brothers and sisters? We have to examine the source 
of the deception. We have to. Read that one more time, brother, please. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Right. So these pastors are practitioners of the occult, masquerading as followers of Christ, brothers and sisters. And we're, we're very trusting. The last place you expect to be deceived is at church. <laughs> when you go to church, your guard is down. They knew this. Satan knew this. The enemy knew this, brothers and sisters. That's the last place I'm looking to be deceived. It's by a man or woman that's claiming to follow Christ, brothers and sisters. So Christianity is a modern day term of a pagan, brothers and sisters. Now, that's not a slight towards Christians because Christians have no knowledge of this, brothers and sisters. But Easter is pagan, brothers and sisters. Christ never, the disciples never celebrated Easter, brothers and sisters. Christmas, brothers and sisters. Celebrating Christ's birthday, that's not in the Bible. Christians will tell you, well, we know it's not his birthday, but, so, all right, sir. So you're going to tell me you know it's not his birthday, and now you're going to expect me to now hear your lie out? Why? They taught us this lie. They, they taught us this. We didn't know this, brothers and sisters. We didn't know this. They made it okay to us, brothers and sisters. They told us it was okay. The Christian church have to be called to the carpet, brothers and sisters. The teachers that are benefiting, passing the tithe plate around hundred times. How about you give me some truth, sir? And our people, our grandmothers, our grandfathers, 10% every month, every paycheck, 10% for years, suffering, can't pay their bills, dying of sickness, of ailments, brothers and sisters. So they've robbed us blind. They've robbed us blind. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 11 and 14, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Finding freedom in the truth. 2 Corinthians 11 and 14. Examine this, brothers and sisters. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Examine that. Satan can appear to be righteous. Therefore, his ministers, those who work for him, they appear to be righteous also, brothers and sisters. Look how diabolically genius this is, brothers and sisters. The Bible is calling them out. Satan's ministers, brothers and sisters, are claiming to actually follow Christ. There are many warlocks disguising themselves as Christians, brothers and sisters, planning a spiritual genocide amongst believers, true believers. We're true believers. We believe in Christ, whether we, whether we thought he was white or black. We, we care about truth, brothers and sisters. But some, somewhere along the way, we were deceived. Can you read that again from the top, brother? 14. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. See? So those who work for Satan will be transformed. They'll take the, the title now. So a brother can tell you he's a bishop or he's a Christian, and you just believe that without looking at his works. Brother, you're a fornicator. How? I mean, <laughs> you're watching pornography, brother. How, how, how are you working for the most high? You eat unclean foods, brother. And you're the pastor, brother. How? See, we have to start looking at the deeds and not the title, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Fifteen. Fifteen. 
Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their work. Whose end shall be according to their works. So in the end, brothers and sisters, the end will discover those who are deceitful. Their works will end in ruin, brothers and sisters, because now that the truth is here, we can spot the lies now. We can spot the lies. For any Christian, I, I challenge you, the next time you go to your Christian pastor or your pastor that raised you from an adolescence, you ask him, sir, what day is the Sabbath? Did Christ go to church on the Sabbath or did he go to church on the first day of the week? And just, just listen to him fumble and bumble and make up excuses, brothers and sisters. Because now you're starting to see, okay, this brother is not being honest with me. Unless he tell you that the Sabbath is on Saturday and he need to switch his service to Friday night or Saturday. Sabbath is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, brothers and sisters. I had a sister tell me, well, you know, you, you should visit the church. <clears throat> Pastor, you know, he, he's coming around. He, he's talking about some of the same stuff you guys are talking about. I'm like, really, sis? When did he tell you about this? On Sunday? Okay, well, let me know when he changed his service to the Sabbath, brothers and sisters. It's easy. It's easy. He give you six days to do what you want. He only asking for one day. He only asking for one day, brothers and sisters. Our people don't really care about Sunday worship. We care about doing what we want to do on Saturday. That's really what it is. Stop acting like you care about Sunday worship. You like, nah, the sales is on Saturday. I'm going to the theme park on Saturday. I'm, I got to hit the club on Friday night. So that's really what our people care about. Not our people, but all people. They don't care, brothers and sisters. So we just have to expose the truth because this is what's going to liberate us. If you want change from the suppression, if you want relief, brothers and sisters, we have to change. That's it. And now, if you're comfortable with your state, then you stay the same. But if you're looking for reprieve, brothers and sisters, if you're looking for liberation and freedom, change and elevation, we must change, brothers and sisters. We must change. We're going to Hosea 6 and 1. Hosea 6 verse 1. Look at the status of our families, our friends, our nation, our race of people, brothers and sisters. Look at the slums. Look at where we're living at. And tell me we don't need change, brothers and sisters. This is not normal. We were a people of valor, a regal people with self-dignity, brothers and sisters. And look at what we've become. Look at what we've become, brothers and sisters. Hosea 6, verse 1. Come, and let us return unto the Lord. Read that again. Come, and let us return unto the Lord. Let us return to the Most High. For he hath torn, and he will heal us. Read that again, brother. For he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath torn us. He hath broken us, brothers and sisters. So while we're looking at the white man, and this is the Most High. The Most High allowed this. He allowed the white man to whip us. He allowed the white man to put us on slave ships. He allowed the white man to swing us off trees, brothers and sisters. Because we're being disobedient. So you can't blame the belt that your father is using to spank your tail. You don't yell at the belt, brothers and sisters. That's just the instrument that he's using to get you in lock. Read that one more time, brother, please. Come and let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days will he revive us. Read that again, brother. After two days will he revive After us. After two days. The Bible tell you that 
A day is like a thousand years in the eye of the Most High God, brothers and sisters. In 2,000 years, he would revive us, brothers and sisters. Look at what time we're in. It was prophecy that around the year 2000, our people would start to wake up and realize our value. They knew they couldn't control this. This was prophecy. The awakening was a prophecy, brothers and sisters, that in two days, in 2,000 years, we would start to look for ourselves. A lot of our people are dealing with Egyptology and Africanism. Why? Because they're searching for something they know they're missing. A lot of our people are doing DNA tests. Why? Because they're searching for something that they know is missing. Our people are searching. A lot of our brothers have gone to Islam. I don't fault you for that, brother, because you're searching for something. I know what you're searching for. We all were searching. And then the Most High brought the truth on us. So our people, you see them. They're searching. Okay, I'm dealing with Buddhism. Okay, that's I understand why. You're on the move, brother. You're searching for what's right. The Bible tells you he will revive us in 2,000 years, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse 2. After two days will he revive us. In the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Right. So we would, and you know, during this awakening, brothers and sisters, we would realize and resolve our current state based on prophecy, brothers and sisters. What we're witnessing here with the Israelites, with our people, is the true awakening and the ending of a curse, brothers and sisters. And none of this came from the Christian church. And that's really what the problem is, because now you're learning somewhere outside of the Christian church. And they know they never taught you this, because why would they teach you you're worth something? So when you come back with this knowledge, they, they see the program and breaking. Because they're like, where are they learning this from? You can't hold it. You can't put the spirit in a box. It's not just our church that's teaching the truth. There's many Israelites out there teaching the truth of who we are. Many brothers and sisters. Many churches all over the earth teaching the truth of who the children of Israel are. The Most High is waking us up in droves, brothers and sisters. You go into a lot of these... Uh, Metropolitan areas, you see Israelites on corners, down in L.A., down in Compton, down in D.C., New York City, Philadelphia, Tennessee, Florida. We're on corners everywhere, brothers and sisters, preaching of the oppression of this wicked, oppressive government. Brothers and sisters, it was prophecy. So why are why are Christians shaking in their boots? Why is the church hemorrhaging? Because we've realized they're not serving, they're not servicing the children of Israel, our people, according to the God they claim to serve. They're not servicing us. They're telling us it doesn't matter who we are. They would only tell slaves something like that. I had a, I had a brother, a Jew, a, a Negro, tell me this. He said, brother, it doesn't matter who we are. I'm like, brother, imagine a Chinese person telling you it doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> They hold dear their culture. Imagine a Greek, a Roman telling you it doesn't matter who we are. They hold dear their culture. Only a slave would say something like that. Only a slave. So that shows our condition, brothers and sisters. It shows how mentally broken that we have become. The truth is here in the word, brothers and sisters. We're going to Isaiah 30 and 20. Please follow us. Finding freedom in the truth, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 30, verse 20. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet 
shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore. Right. So notice that our every corner you have a church, especially where I'm from in the metropolitan areas. There's a church every block, brothers and sisters. Every corner, brothers and sisters, there's a church. He's telling you, read that again, brother. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore. But thine eyes shall, shall see thy teachers. Thine eyes shall see your teachers, brothers and sisters. What does this mean? This means now Israelites are arising. And the, no matter difference in doctrine, every Israelite will tell you to follow the law. There's not an Israelite alive. That would tell you it's okay to go to church on Sunday or deal with whatever spiritual fornication you want to deal with. All Israelites, even if the doctrine is different, will tell you the foundation is following the law, brothers and sisters. So you're seeing them on YouTube. You're seeing them on Facebook. You're seeing them at the train stations. We're arising, brothers and sisters. And this lesson is for Christians, brothers and sisters, to let them know that it's okay to learn with us. We believe in Christ. We believe in the blood of Christ. We believe in honesty, truth, and love, righteousness according to the Bible. Because there's a lot of Christians who are awakening, brothers and sisters, and they're, they're getting a skewed vision of what an Israelite is. Because why? If you go to YouTube and type in Israelite, the algorithm is going <laughs> to put the worst example of an Israelite up. The Israelite who's probably having a white man kiss his boots. This is what's going on. So society, this, the devil, have implemented, he's using the media to demonize us as if all Israelites have hatred for the white man. Israelites is a race of people. You can't say all race of people have hatred for it. You can't do that. Unless you're prepared to say all white people have a hatred for us because we went into slavery. And I'm not willing to do that. I know that all white people don't have that sickness. The same way all Israelites don't have the sickness that they're trying to perpetuate. The Christian church... You ask them about the Hebrew Israelites, they're going to say nothing but negative things, brothers and sisters. Because why? You're being educated. The whole purpose of our church is to educate people, brothers and sisters. Ask yourself, if you're a Christian, when is the last time you learned something new at the Christian church? The pastors, the Christian pastors, the shepherds have had their opportunity and it's run its course, brothers and sisters. The Most High gave them the opportunity to teach what was right first. And since they didn't do it, now the Most High have raised up us, our people, the children of Israel, that will be able to educate our people in the doctrine of Christ. Those people who learn with our church and a lot of other Israelite churches, they learn more. I've had brothers tell us, you know, I've learned more in a year learning from your church than I did in my whole life. And that's not a shine to us because we're servants. It's Christ that put us on this mission and gave us the understanding to be able to share it. It's not like I understood this on my own. Christ gave us the understanding to share it with our brothers and sisters, to liberate them, brothers and sisters, to liberate them. And it's not just our church. I want to be clear. There's other Israelite churches out there, too, that have some fine education, brothers and sisters, more than you're learning in the Christian church. Christians can tell you. That they haven't learned anything new in years. It's the same message retwisted over and over and over and over and over. We're supposed to learn new things. Each lesson we should learn each Sunday. If they're going to church on Sunday, they should at least be learning something new. But they're not, brothers and sisters. And the, the malarkey has to stop, brothers and sisters. We're going to read that one more time before we move on. 
And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. So the Christians had the first opportunity, brothers and sisters, to lead our people correctly. There's a church on every corner, yet our condition is getting worse, brothers and sisters. We don't even examine that. We're just moving through life, not even noticing, especially when you go into black neighborhoods. There is a church every block, brothers and sisters. Listen, why are there so many different churches if you're dealing with the same truth? There's all these different churches, and yet our people don't even know they're the children of Israel. Something is not right here, brothers and sisters. We're going to Jeremiah 3 and 15. Follow us, please. Jeremiah 3 and 15. And I will give you your I will give you pastors according to mine heart. Read that again, brother. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart. So we went into this to let Christians know it's okay to learn with Israelites. It's okay. Don't believe what they're promoting or publicizing Israelites to be, brothers and sisters. Israelites are very studied. That's the one thing Israelites are. They know this book. They know this book better than anybody else, brothers and sisters. Israelites know this book because you can't be an Israelite and not be studied. <laughs> Israelites know this word, brothers and sisters, and not just us, not just us. I've never seen a person break down the Bible like an Israelite can break down the Bible, brothers and sisters. And it's not just our church, it's other churches too. Can you read that again, brother? And I will give you pastors according to my heart. Which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. See, so the Most High will start to raise faithful shepherds over his flock, brothers and sisters. Those who will guide people in righteousness, brothers and sisters. It says, read that one more time, please, brother. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. The knowledge and understanding that the shepherds are to feed the flock, brothers and sisters, is contained in the word of God. Not within my heart, my personal testimony. This is what Christians do. They're there for three hours and they go over five scriptures, brothers and sisters. That's what's going on. You're learning nothing. It's based on what well, the Lord told me this and the Lord told me that. It's like, brother, I, I mean, I respect you, but I, you know, didn't come here for an autobiography, brother. Can you break down the scripture, please? Break down the scripture, brother. Pick up the Bible, brother, okay? I know you all notice it, brothers and sisters. It's like there's less and less scriptures being read, brothers and sisters. So the Most High would raise those who would follow the tenets of the doctrine of Christ, brothers and sisters, and be disciplined enough to only teach what the Bible, the doctrine instructs you to, not what I feel or what she feels or what he feels, strictly what the disciples taught. What we teach is the disciples' doctrine, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart. To show you that there's pastors who are not according to his heart, brothers and sisters. Which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Right. We're going to go to Isaiah 49 and 6, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. Isaiah 49 and 6. We're standing in the Tanakh. Isaiah 49, verse 6. This is what, excuse me. This is what... Those shepherds would do. The shepherds, the pastors after the Most High's heart would do this. This is the number one duty. Verse 6. And he said, 
It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob. To do what? Raise up the tribes of Jacob. Who's Jacob, brothers and sisters? Jacob's name was changed to Israel, the tribes of Israel. So if you're serving the Most High God, if you're a pastor or a teacher, your job is to raise up the children of Israel. How can you do that if you're not telling the children of Israel who they are? See, that's the problem that we have with the Christian church. How can you use the Israelites' record and then not go to these people and say, you're the people in the book? The Israelites predominantly don't know that they're Israelites, brothers and sisters. You're not working for God. You're not properly servicing the people, the flock, if you're not telling them who they are. Read that one more time, brother, please. And he said, it is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob. Right. This is a demand, brothers and sisters. This is a demand. This is our prerogative. We are appointed to extend the knowledge of the truth to Israel, brothers and sisters. But examine this. Other people are not left out. And to restore the preserved of Israel. See, Jacob and Israel. Israel is Jacob. That's another name for Jacob, the tribes of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles. Read that again, brother. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles. Examine that. See, so there's order here, brothers and sisters. First, go to the Israelites, go to the lost sheep, then go to the Gentiles. Who are Gentiles? Gentiles are everybody who are not Israelites. So you got white people. Edomites or Africans, Hamites, Koreans, Chinese. Go to all of those people too, but first go to these people. Why? Because these people are the ones who need it most. These are the people who are being oppressed, being slandered. These are the people being killed, thrown in prison. These are the people working for next to nothing. Go to these people first, then go to the rest of the world. See, so there's order here. And as a servant of the Most High God or a pastor or a teacher, it's our job to go to the lost sheep and say, do you know this is you in the book? Do you know your value? Do you know your worth to the Most High God? Do you know this whole book is based on you? That's our prerogative. That's our duty, brothers and sisters. This is a demand, brothers and sisters. Uh, Verse 6. And he said... It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles. Right. So notice that Israel, brothers and sisters, is distinguished from the rest of the world. You have Israel and Gentiles. All other people who are not the 12 tribes are Gentiles, according to the Bible, brothers and sisters. So we must go to and educate, enlighten Israel, brothers and sisters. Go to Israel and present them with the comprehension of their significance, brothers and sisters. Our people don't know we're significant because the world is definitely not telling us that we're valuable. We must go to these people, the broken, the oppressed, the poor, the the emotionally broken. Go to these people. Go to the captives, brothers and sisters, and show them their value within this book. We're going to Isaiah 61 and 1. Finding freedom in the truth, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. This is what Israelites do, brothers and sisters. This is what Israelites, this is what their duty is. So you can learn with Israelites, Christians. 
You can learn with Israelites because this is their duty and they're going to follow it. Why? They follow the law. Read that again, brother. The spirit of the Most High God is upon me because the Most High hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the broken heart. To do what? Bind up the broken heart. He has commissioned us, brothers and sisters, to help those oppressed in mental prisons today, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? He hath sent me to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives. The liberty to the captives, those in mental bondage. The truth, brothers and sisters. That's what Israelites do. They deliver the truth. They show who Israel is, why they're being oppressed. What is the end of their circumstance? That's what Israelites are supposed to do. So it's okay to learn from Israelites. It's okay. Even though they're going to say it's a cult. Even though they're going to demonize, vilify us, brothers and sisters. This is what Israelites' purpose is. You can learn with Israelites. This is Israelites' duty right here. And the opening of the prisons to them that are bound. Right, the opening of the prisons to them that are bound, brothers and sisters. So we're sent to the afflicted, the distressed, the needy, brothers and sisters, to bring comfort to the brokenhearted, who have been stomped on by this world, brothers and sisters, to teach freedom to those who have been held in mental bondage, brothers and sisters. The children of Israel have been held in mental bondage, brothers and sisters. This is what our goal is. I don't know what the Christian church's goal is. Probably to get paid. They, they, you can't come to them and say, well, my people are struggling. We're poor. We're being slaughtered. What's the message you have for me? They don't have it. Well, God love everybody. This, it's a one size fits all with Christians. They have the same message that they teach everybody. And the message that goes to Israel can't fit for everybody because we're going, we're experiencing something that other nations are not experiencing, brothers and sisters. Emotional turmoil, brothers and sisters. So the Bible has the, on, the, the only answers to shatter these bars of mental captivity, brothers and sisters, and give us freedom and deliverance. That's contained in this book, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Isaiah 42 and 7. It's okay to learn with Israelites, Christians. Isaiah 42, verse 7. To open the blind eyes. Read that again, brother. To open the blind eyes. To give sight to the spiritually blind, brothers and sisters. To bring out the prisoners from the prison. And to them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Right, brothers and sisters. So to open the eyes of the spiritually blind. How great of a calamity, brothers and sisters, is it when a soul... Is excluded from experiencing the glory of the Most High God because they don't know who they are. I know people who put the Bible down because they say, listen, God's not answering any of my prayers. My people are suffering. I don't understand. He's not helping me out. People have put the Bible down completely. That's because the shepherds are not doing their job on showing people how to be delivered. It first starts with following his law, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 7, to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and to them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Those who sit in darkness, to show you that those who are in the dark are actually in prison, brothers and sisters. So it's our prerogative to show forth the spiritual redemption, brothers and sisters, to impart instruction on the ignorant, brothers and sisters. 
So when it talks about this, it says, it says to open the blind eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house, brothers and sisters. What is this talking about? This is referring to spiritual deliverance, brothers and sisters, to rescue those who are confined in mental darkness, brothers and sisters. It says they're blind. It says to open the blind eyes. So our people are blind and unaware that we're even in bondage, brothers and sisters. Examine that. Our people don't even know that they're in bondage. That's dangerous, brothers and sisters. That's that that is very dangerous. And that's why the children of Israel have been arrayed, have been raised to go to all people, first the tribes of Jacob, the children of Israel first, and to teach the gospel. What's the gospel? Gospel is good news. See, coming out of the Christian church, you think gospel is music. Gospel is good news, brothers and sisters. This is good news. We have value. That's good news. Deliverance is at the door. That's good news, brothers and sisters. We're exposing the darkness of these evil shepherds, brothers and sisters. There's only one thing that would deliver us from this level of reprieve or would deliver us some level of reprieve from this mental captivity, brothers and sisters. We're going to we're going to show you what the Bible is going to show you what it is. We're going to John 8 and 32. This is the only thing, brothers and sisters, that can deliver us from that emotional trauma that we feel. John 8 and 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth brings freedom, brothers and sisters. Why? Because the mental bondage is the strongest form of bondage a person can experience, brothers and sisters. So even though you're physically not a slave, mentally you're captive. Emotionally, brothers and sisters. Your emotional state affects you physically, brothers and sisters. Without any shadow of a doubt. So without the truth, we're not free from mental slavery. That mental slavery keeps us in chains, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, Brother Corey? And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Right. So this form of bondage can only be resolved through the truth, brothers and sisters. That's what Israelites are supposed to do, is to teach the truth, brothers and sisters. Whether you agree with it or not, listen, you don't have to agree, but it's our requirement to teach the truth for those who will receive it. Everybody won't receive it, and that's fine. The Bible says, he who have an ear to hear. So everybody's not going to accept this, but those who do have a huge responsibility, brothers and sisters. They have a huge responsibility to uphold God's law and be and epitomize righteousness, brothers and sisters. We're going to Jeremiah 16 and 10. Now we have a lot of precepts here because that's what Israelites do. <laughs> Christians, three scriptures you out the door. They pass the plate around 25 times, but it's only three scriptures. <laughs> So when you learn with Israelites, brothers and sisters, there will be a lot of scriptures because there's an understanding that you deserve. You deserve to have knowledge of the world around you. You deserve that. And no pastor, no preacher, no church have the right to keep that truth from you. They don't have the right. We're going to Jeremiah 16 and 10, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah 16, verse 10. And it shall come to pass. When thou shalt show this people all these words, and they shall say unto thee, 
Wherefore hath the Lord pronounced all this great evil against So our people would say, why are we living in such low conditions? Or what is our iniquity? What is our sin? What did we do? Or what is our sin that we have committed against the Most High our God? So our people are looking at our condition saying, I mean, what did we do to, to be in this circumstance? The pastors will tell you, God loves everybody. No, brother, I need you to tell me why I went into slavery. <laughs> brother... God loves everybody. Blood of Christ. Okay? The blood of Christ. But I, I need to know my history, though, sir. I need to know. Continue, brother. Verse 11. Then shalt thou say unto them. So once they come to you and ask you, why is our conditions as it is? Israelites have the answer, brothers and sisters. Christians don't have the answer. Baptists don't have the answer. Pentecostals don't have the answer. Israelites have that answer. Read that one more time, brother. Then shalt thou shalt say unto them, Because your fathers have forsaken me, said the Most High, and have walked after other gods. So our forefathers, brothers and sisters, our lineage, our forefathers, our foremothers, started to follow other gods, brothers and sisters. They started to follow other gods. And have walked after other gods, and have served them, and have worshipped them, and have forsaken me. And have not kept my law. And what? Have not kept my law. To show you when you don't keep his law, you follow other gods, brothers and sisters. So I don't. we don't care if it was Joe Osteen, Creflo Dollar, whoever it was. T.D. Jakes telling you not to keep the law. Your condition will stay the same if you don't keep this law, brothers and sisters. Satan knows this. Satan knows this. The condition will not change. Unless you keep this law. It's not like we just want to walk around and do everything, you know, follow all these laws. No, it's not that. We want our condition to change. That's what we want. And if our, our uh, change in condition comes in conjunction with us keeping the law, then, hey, it's time to keep the law. I'm tired of seeing our people living in the slums. I'm tired of seeing where I'm from. They got projects. Where you got 200 apartments in one building, brothers and sisters. Stacked up high, brothers and sisters. I'm tired of seeing our people live like that. I'm tired of seeing our people have to, sh you know, go to schools where there's, there's no running water, brothers and sisters. Right? Where the books are falling apart, brothers and sisters. I'm tired of having to go to other nations for employment, brothers and sisters. I'm tired of my people having to do that same thing, brothers and sisters. I'm tired of us not having a land of our own, laws of our own, holidays of our own, brothers and sisters. Look at your community. Look at your neighborhoods, brothers and sisters, and tell me you don't need change. Can you read the next scripture, brother? Verse 12. And ye have done worse than your fathers. For behold, ye walk every one after the imagination of his evil So he's saying we've done worse than our forefathers, brothers and sisters. We follow our own heart. So listen, I'll go to church whenever I feel like it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat. I, listen, I'm going to celebrate whatever holiday I want to celebrate. He's telling you, you're worse off than your forefathers were because you just follow whatever you agree with. Listen, brothers and sisters, we, we don't have that right. If the Most High say don't eat certain foods, you probably should not eat it, brothers and sisters. Because why? He created all the animals. So he, you know, he may have the idea of what's healthy and what's not, brothers and sisters. <laughs> you think he may be able to make that decision? 
He created all things. And our people are dying from high blood pressure, brothers and sisters. Our people are dying from diabetes, clogged arteries, heart attacks. Why? He's telling you, stay away from these unclean foods. You're too valuable. You hold too much value to eat unclean foods. Don't celebrate their pagan holidays. You have your own days. Listen, you have your own days. You're too valuable to serve other gods. This is what the Most High is saying, brothers and sisters, to the children of Israel. This is what he's saying. If the spiritually blind lead the spiritually blind, they both end in a ditch. The pastors are blind, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 12. And ye have done worse than your fathers. For behold, you walk every one after the imagination of his own heart, that they that they may not hearken unto me. Right. So if we don't agree with those scriptures saying we'll follow something else, examine that, brothers and sisters. If 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 it's taxing on us, so it makes us uncomfortable, we just won't do it. He's saying you're going to stay on the bottom. The spiritually blind, the spiritually ignorant. That's who we are, brothers and sisters. We're not even conscious of anything we've done deserving punishment. That That's alarming. Our people are looking like, what have we done to be in such condition? The father's like, you're not following any of my laws. <laughs> that's why he said to give sight to the blind. See, that's why he said, we're going to show you, to give sight to the blind. Read verse 10 again, brother. And it shall come to pass when thou shalt show this people all these words. Right, because why? They're blind. And they shall see, they, they shall say unto thee, wherefore hath the Lord pronounced all this great evil against what them? What have we done? And what is our iniquity? And what is our sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? Right. See, that's why he said to give sight to the blind. Show them the error in their way. Show our people, show my people the error in their way so they can, so they can deal with some level of reformation, brothers and sisters. That's why he said to give sight unto the blind. To show them that God is completely justified in these severe proceedings against us on account of our great wickedness. Listen, we know that we went into slavery because we broke God's law. We're not looking to blame a white man. White man can't physically beat us. The Most High allowed the white man to put us into slavery for our disobedience. And see, that's when you have that sight. That's when you have sight instead of walking around angry at every white man you see. When really you broke the law. We chose that, brothers and sisters. We chose that. The punishment was given to encourage our reformation, brothers and sisters. That's why the punishment was given. So we must go to our people, educate them on how our condition has come to be. That's what Israelites are supposed to do. It's okay, brothers and sisters. It's okay, Christians, to learn with Israelites. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to go to Isaiah 58 and 1. We're rounding down here. Isaiah 58 and 1. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression. And do what? Show my people their transgression. And do what? Show my people their transgression. And the house of Jacob their sins. Who's the house of Jacob? That's the children of Israel. See? This is our mission statement as the commandment keepers church. This is our purpose as Israelites, brothers and sisters. Call to attention the condition of our rebellion. We know it doesn't feel good, brothers and sisters. That's all right. 
We need deliverance. Our children need deliverance. Our great-grandchildren need deliverance. Our babies that haven't been born yet need deliverance. Our mothers, our fathers, our grandfathers deserve to live in a better uh, condition, brothers and sisters. So we have to expose what we've done that's wrong in order for us to make a change. That's all of us. This is not individuals. We as a nation of people, all 12 tribes, have dealt with pagan worships, unclean foods, Sunday worship, all of us, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother. Cried aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression. Make them aware of their sin. And the house of Jacob their sins. Why? Because our people truly don't understand the scope of our sins, brothers and sisters. We don't, we don't even have knowledge <laughs> of what we've done wrong. That means we are going to continue to continue to do it. Because we don't have knowledge of what we did was wrong. So we ought to go to our people and show, uh, show our people the error in our ways. We must obey God, not men. doesn't matter what the pastor say. Pastor say you can eat unclean foods, so you're going to do it or you're going to follow what the Bible says. Pastor say it's okay to go to church on Sunday and forget about the Sabbath. You're going to do it or you're going to follow the Most High God. You have to take a stand, brothers and sisters. You're going to follow God or you're going to follow man, brothers and sisters. Go to Jeremiah 7 and 28, brother. Please. Jeremiah 7 and 28. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God. Read that part again. This is a nation that obeys not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. Nor receiveth correction. So our people will fight it tooth and nail. <laughs> He'll show you plain as day, don't eat this. Don't celebrate this. And our people will come up with some excuse. And he's like, okay, well, you're going to continue to live in this condition. Matter of fact, I'm going to put disease on you. I'm going to put emotional trauma on you, depression on you. Because he's showing you plain as day easy. Our people will still fight it, brothers and sisters. Our people are stiff-necked, brothers and sisters. We reject the correction, brothers and sisters. This is our people. That's why we're in this case, brothers and sisters. Our condition has everything to do with our disobedience. Can you read that again, brother? 28. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeys not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. We, as children of Israel, are perpetual backsliders, brothers and sisters. We continue to blend paganism into our worships, brothers and sisters. Israel, <laughs> the educated ones... Us, those who receive the law, are the ones supposed to be preserving righteousness, brothers and sisters, and teaching words God, uh, teaching God's word. And we're the ones rejecting it, brothers and sisters. Look at the condition of the world. Look at the mass shootings. Look at the war. Why? Because the children of Israel are not ruling like they're supposed to. You cannot rule the earth if you're not willing to follow his laws, brothers and sisters. So you'll follow all the white man's laws, all the government laws. You'll follow all of that. It's about, what, 6,000 laws in the penal code. And you'll follow all those. And then the Most High will lay out this and say, listen, I'll let you rule, follow this. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about all that. You know? Can't nobody follow all those laws? 
You can follow every law that he give you, though. So who really do you fear, the government or your God, brothers and sisters? Our rebellion has led to our condition. All of us, brothers and sisters. It's our job as Israelites to go to our people and show them there's a, there's a way to be liberated. There's freedom. We have to change. We have to change. And that's why our church may not be as popular as Christian churches. Because our church teaches self-reflection. A lot of people don't like to look at themselves. Especially when they're comparing it with the Bible. Because they're looking and saying, okay, whoa. I got to change. I got to change. People don't like change, brothers and sisters. Christian church, you can do whatever you want and it's fine. Israelites, we teach the Bible. So then we start to see, ooh, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to stop doing that. Make you uncomfortable a little bit. It's good to be uncomfortable because it'll make you do something, brothers and sisters. You should be uncomfortable. Look at our condition. Look at our condition, brothers and sisters. Go to Proverbs 4 and 2, brother, please. Proverbs 4, verse 2. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. Examine this, brothers and sisters. This is the doctrine that Israelites teach. Read that again, brother, please. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. Forsake not the law. That's good doctrine. That's good, uh, that's good instruction, brothers and sisters. This is the foundation of our deliverance. This is how we get delivered. This doctrine is profitable. Can you read that again, brother? For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. Forsake not the law. So any Christian telling you otherwise is a worker of Satan, a worker of iniquity masquerading as somebody following Christ, brothers and sisters. We should keep this law. We should abide in this law. This is a requirement in order for us to remain useful to the Most High, brothers and sisters. We didn't write this. This is what the Bible tells us to teach. And we have to teach it whether you agree with it or not. It may not be like the Christian church where there's hundreds of thousands. That's okay. Christ only had 12. <laughs> Christ, the greatest teacher, only had 12 to show you this is not going to be popular. That's okay. That's okay, brothers and sisters. We're going to Ezekiel 44 and 23. Ezekiel 44 and 23. And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane. This is our prerogative. This is our responsibility as the children of Israel. And cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. See, this is one of our fundamental duties, brothers and sisters. We're talking to Christians here. This is what the children of Israel are here to do. To make distinctions between truth and error, brothers and sisters. Between the doctrine which is according to godliness and that which is corrupt, brothers and sisters. Because why? People have no knowledge of what's clean and unclean. I spoke to a Christian the other day about unclean foods. They're like, what do you mean unclean foods? We can eat anything. I'm like, really? Okay, can I eat a rat, brother? He said, well, that's not food. I said, in China it is. So you just because something's an animal doesn't mean eating, brothers and sisters. There's certain animals to be eaten, and there's some that's to clean the earth, brothers and sisters. The Bible teaches us about clean and unclean. What's a pagan holiday and what's a righteous day? Observe the Sabbath for Sunday worship. 
uh, fornication. It tell us fornication is wrong. It tell us pornography is wrong. That's what Israelites are supposed to do. Teach the difference between clean and unclean, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 23. And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane. And cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Right. This is our obligation, brothers and sisters. Why? Because not being able to distinguish between clean and unclean has led to our condition. Has led to our lower state because we had no knowledge of what was right and what was wrong. Why? The shepherd. The shepherds have led us astray, brothers and sisters. And when you're dealing with Christians, you must have compassion. You must be tenderhearted and patient because they've been deceived, brothers and sisters. They don't know. How could they know? How can you know without a teacher? And they're not teaching this in the Christian church. So you can't be frustrated with Christians. I tell a lot of young brothers who try to go to their family or talk to their friends. Brother, you cannot be frustrated with them. This is years upon years upon years of deception. And you're not going to break it with one scripture, brother. For you to think that you're going to break all this mental captivity in 45 minutes is neglectful, brother, and immature. It's naive, brother, because it didn't take them 45 minutes to get that way. So, brothers and sisters, we must understand it takes compassion for Christians. You cannot force this truth on somebody. Why? You can't learn like that, brothers and sisters. A person has to say, I'm ready. You can't force it on them and tell them, no, you need to do this and do that and do that. Because now why? Now they're going into the Bible with a begrudging spirit because you're making them do something. That's what we try to show young people. You can't force somebody to do this. They have to make the decision on their own and say, I'm ready. I'm ready to be led by the Most High God. You cannot force this, brothers and sisters. We're going to Lamentations 2 and 14. Lamentations 2 and 14. Thy prophets, prophets have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered thine iniquity. Read that again, brother. Thy prophets have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered thine iniquity. They have not discovered thine iniquity. To turn away thy captivity. It's saying they did not expose our sin to us to turn away our captivity. See, to show you that the sin led to the captivity and the shepherds were supposed to show us. Read, read that one more time, brother, please. Thy prophets have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered thine iniquity. They have not showed you the iniquity. To turn away thy captivity, but have seen for thee false burdens and cause of banishment. banishment. Right, banishment from the Most High, brothers and sisters. Our people have been indoctrinated. With an evil and deceptive teaching, brothers and sisters, to show you that if they would have shown us our iniquity, which means sin, it would have turned away our captivity, brothers and sisters. But they won't even tell us what we're doing is wrong. You ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about that. That's all I keep saying. This is why we hold the shepherds responsible, brothers and sisters. The sheep are less responsible. The shepherd is the one that's going to be judged. Uh, read verse fifteen, brother, please. Verse fifteen: All that pass by clap, their, all that pass by clap their hands at thee, 
they hiss and wag their head at the daughter of Jerusalem. Say, is this the city that men call the perfection of beauty? Examine that. Other nations look at us like, these the people that God chose? <laughs> these lawless people who do, uh, these are the people? Examine that. Now they're beginning to ridicule us. These your chosen people? These people right here? Read that one more time, brother, please. All that pass by clap their hands at thee. They hiss and wag their head at the daughter of Jerusalem, saying, Is this the city that men call the perfection of beauty, the joy of the whole earth? To show you at one time we were the joy of the whole earth. This is how the Most High God view us, the joy of the whole earth. That's why we held to a higher standard, brothers and sisters. To whom much is given, much is required. He created us to be superior, brothers and sisters. And we're not following his law. And the Christians are not teaching us to follow the law. They're not teaching us, brothers and sisters. We're going to Isaiah 1 and 21. Isaiah 1 and 21. How is the faithful city becoming harlot? Read that again, brother. How is the faithful city becoming harlot? Who's the faithful city? Israel. That's us, brothers and sisters. It was full of judgment. Righteousness lodged in it. It was full of judgment. Righteous judgment. We followed the law, brothers and sisters. But now murderers. Examine that. Note the change from one state to another, brothers and sisters. The Most High says we became a harlot. Examine that. So we wasn't always a harlot, brothers and sisters. At one time, we followed the Most High God. And that's when we ruled. We were superior, brothers and sisters. But why? What has happened? They've taught us unrighteousness. Media. These occult institutions they call churches, which are really harlot <laughs> houses, brothers and sisters. This is where we learned the filth from. This is where we learned it, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time? How is the faithful city becoming harlot? It was full of judgment, righteousness lodged in it, but now murder. How did our state come to be, brothers and sisters, with our participation in the harlot houses? Why? Because when you become a partaker in anybody, anyone's deeds, then you become a part of it yourself, brothers and sisters. The Bible tell you when you join yourself to a harlot, you've now taken on that, brothers and sisters. Paul tell you that in the, in the New Testament. This is how we became a harlot, by sitting in these harlot churches, brothers and sisters. Where we don't learn anything new. We just learn that we don't have to follow anything that Christ said. We're calling out the Christian church. The shepherds of the Christian church, brothers and sisters. We're going to Jeremiah 12 and 10. You know, this is an extended lesson, brothers and sisters. But we have to put this out there to break the mental bondage of our people who've been destroyed psychologically. Jeremiah 12 and 10. Many pastors have destroyed my vineyard. Read that again, brother. Many pastors have destroyed my vineyard. They have trodden my portion underfoot. They have made my pleasant portion a desolate wilderness. Israel was a pleasant portion, a pleasant portion for the most high, brothers and sisters. And the pastors have made it a wilderness, which means no life, no nourishment. There's no life in us, brothers and sisters. We're easily deceived. We won't follow a single law in the book. Brothers and sisters, and we're on the bottom. So we're on the bottom and we still won't follow. Brothers and sisters, read that again, brother. Who's responsible? 
Many pastors have destroyed my vineyard. Many pastors, brothers and sisters. These Christian pastors are responsible, brothers and sisters. They got, what, 42 different denominations of Christianity. I'm like, where's the Baptist church in the Bible? Where's the Pentecostal church in the Bible? Where's the Lutheran church in the Bible? Exactly, brothers and sisters. Exactly. These are ministers of Satan masquerading as Christians, brothers and sisters. Not following a single thing in the book. Israelites have risen to pull the curtain back off this darkness, brothers and sisters. And they know it. The Israelites are starting to wake up and say, Pastor, I respect you, sir, but you're lying, sir. Christ never went to church on Sunday, sir. Christ never ate unclean food, sir. You're lying to me. Christ never said celebrate his birthday. He never said celebrate his death. Or excuse me, he never said to celebrate his resurrection. He said celebrate his death, which is the Passover. See? So you, you've now thrown out the Passover. Where they put the blood on the doors in the Old Testament and picked up Easter. Bunnies and eggs. What does that have to do with Christ? Please tell us. When did bunnies start laying eggs, brothers and sisters? See? This is what the Most High is saying. There's no truth. Our people just fall for anything. The Most High is sending watchmen to warn his people to say, listen, destruction is coming. You have to wake up. You have to come back to me. You have to come back before you're utterly destroyed. That's what we're supposed to do as Israelites, to show the rebellion amongst our people. And then once we get our people, then you go to the rest of the world. But you can't get the world together till you get our people together first. So we go to our people. Our people are who we prefer. I know nobody else prefers us, but the Bible is telling us to prefer each other. Because to the world, everybody else is more important than us. The black man, specifically, and the black woman, and the most disrespected people walk in the face of the planet. Everybody disrespect them. Nobody stand up for the black woman or the black man. Nobody. We're the most demonized, criminalized, vilified. The Bible is telling you, wake up. Wake up. We're going to Jeremiah 10 and 21. Just a few chapters over, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah 10 and 21. For the pastors are become brutish. They have, they have not sought the Lord, therefore they shall not prosper. And all their flocks shall be scattered. For the pastors are become brutish, brothers and sisters. Examine as they've been neglectful, brothers and sisters. And in turn, the flocks shall be scattered. Now, people, some of us are atheists. Some of us are Scientologists. Some of us are Buddhists. Some of us are dealing with Muslim, Islam. They scattered us, brothers and sisters, because there's no truth. We're not learning anything. The pastors are being called out, brothers and sisters. These Christian pastors need to be called out because they've been taking your money, robbing you blind, and haven't given you any truth, brothers and sisters. Go to Ezekiel 34 and 2. We've got about six more scriptures and we're going to close out. Ezekiel 34 and 2, brother, please. Ezekiel 34 verse 2. Son of man. Prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them. 
prophesy against the shepherds, brothers and sisters. These pastors, these teachers, brothers and sisters. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do, do, that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? It says, woe is destruction. Destruction be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. What is this talking about? This is talking about these greedy pastors, brothers and sisters. Got three, four cars, vacation homes, taking up tithes and offering. So they're feeding themselves, but they're not feeding the flock. The flock is not being nursed. The flock doesn't know who they are. The flock doesn't know their culture. The flock don't even know what day to go to church. But yet they they still taking that money though. Listen. In fact, if you're a member of a church and you you maybe for a month they don't receive your tithes and offering, they will contact you. Oh, Sister Maya, uh, uh, you all right? We ain't you know. We ain't seen the money in about two months. Because see, what you got to realize is that they, in the Christian church, you put your money in an envelope and you put your name on it. So they're keeping log of the money because why? It's a tax write-off. So they they know when the money is, oh, we noticed that you send $100 less. Everything okay? See? This is what's going on. It's more about the money, brothers and sisters. It's more about the money. You should see after the church. After the church, once everybody let out, they, all the deacons, the assistant pastor, the pastor, or the choir director, they're all meeting in a room and they're splitting the money up. The pastor, of course, will get the biggest piece. The assistant pastor, then the deacons will all get probably 500. This is how they do it. It's like a club, brothers and sisters. They take your money straight to the back and then they break it down. And they're not even feeding us, nourishing us, brothers and sisters, with truth. Listen, whether you want to follow the law or whatever, that's on you. But at least it's our obligation to teach it. You can say, listen, I'm not ready for that. I'll be ready. I'm not there yet. But the pastor have no right to not teach the truth. I spoke to a pastor. I asked him. I said, sir, you know that Sunday worship cannot be substantiated through biblical literature. He said, yeah, I know that. But our church, they're not ready for that right now. I'm like, who are you? Who are you to make a, a judgment on who's ready to receive truth? Who are you? I don't have the right, brothers and sisters, to say, I'm going to teach what they can accept. No, I have to teach what he told me to. And you receive it if you want. And if you don't, that's fine too. Because guess what? You will talk to your father on that day. I won't be there. The commandment keeper's church won't be there. You will have that conversation with your father if you didn't do what he told you to. And that's on you. I will have a conversation with my father. Each and every one of us, brothers and sisters, each and every one of us will have that conversation. So it's incumbent upon us, brothers and sisters, it behooves us to follow the things we can prove in the scripture. Read verse 5, brother. Verse 5. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. Read that again. Because there is no shepherd. See, our people have mm -hmm. left the church. They've left the, the Bible, brothers and sisters, because there's no shepherd. So the watchmen are responsible for the condition of the people, brothers and sisters. Evil shepherds have caused the flock to wander away from the Most High. 
This is why our righteous vigor is aimed towards the shepherds and not the sheep. Read that again, brother, please. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. Right. See, we became meat to every beast of the field. See, we're open to be destroyed by everybody now. <laughs> by the Muslims, by, by the Egyptologists, <laughs> by the Seventh-day Adventists, by the Mormons. Now, everybody taking a turn on us like a harlot, brothers and sisters. Why? Because the shepherds, the shepherds have been neglectful, brothers and sisters. The flock is to be fed, not driven. We hold these pastors responsible. And if there's a pastor listening right now, we encourage you, brothers, learn the truth or shut down before the Most High destroy you. Shut down. Look at what you're doing to our people. Look at what you're doing. You're destroying our people. You're robbing our people blind. You can't even give them their identity. Can you at least do that? Can you give them their identity? Let them know they're the children of Israel? Could you do that at least? No, we can't do that. Go to Jeremiah 23 and 1, brother. We're wrapping it up here. Jeremiah 23, verse 1. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. See, destruction is coming to these pastors, brothers and sisters. That's why the church is hemorrhaging. Most people are not even going to church no more. This is why. Because there's no truth. Verse 2. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. I will visit upon you the evil of your doings. It's coming back. It's coming back, brothers and sisters. The Most High will revenge us. Vengeance is the Lord's, not ours. He's getting ready to destroy these pastors, brothers and sisters, for destroying his flock. You all are valuable to the Most High God. You can't just learn anywhere. The Most High don't want you just learning anywhere. You have to prove that church, prove the doctrine of that teacher, and then learn there. You can't just say, well, okay, there's a church there. I'm new in the, you know, new in the town. Let me just go up in that church. You don't know what the doctrine is in there. You don't know what kind of people are in there. You have to go where the Most High send you, brothers and sisters. Even if it's not here. It may not be here. It may be somewhere else. But at least make sure the doctrine, the good doctrine, forsake not my law. Make sure that's there at least, brothers and sisters. Make sure that is there. Because I can't learn anywhere where they don't even know what day to go to church. I can't do it. If you don't even know what day to go to church, brother... <laughs> okay If you can't count brother I'm, I'm walking out You know what the first day of the week is brother Now ask the pastor Say what's the first day of the week He said Monday I'm like Sir I'm going to ask you one more time i ask you one more time And I'm going to walk up out of here Get your calendar The first day of the week is Sunday brother You know this But society has Society has changed our thinking Brothers and sisters They've dumbed us down Brothers and sisters our attention span is very short, brothers and sisters. If you don't know that the seventh day, the last day is Saturday, then there's a problem. And you definitely need to leave that church. Because you don't even know <laughs> when the first day of the week is. You definitely need to walk out of that church. 
They have dumbed our people down, brothers and sisters. Jump to verse 4, brother. Verse 4. And I will set up my shepherds over them which shall feed them. Read that again, brother. And I will set up my shepherds over them which shall feed them. Right. So he would set up shepherds, brothers and sisters. The Most High would start to raise up faithful shepherds. Who are they? The children of Israel. That's who they are. Children of Israel are now your teachers. Other nations. Read that again, brother, please. And I will set up shepherds over them that will feed them. And they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall they be lacking, said the Lord. Right. So he would set up faithful shepherds out of the children of Israel who would continually nourish the flock so the flock can become spiritually fruitful and multiply themselves, brothers and sisters. Why? Because the church is hemorrhaging. The Christian church is hemorrhaging, brothers and sisters. And Christ has started to separate the true shepherds from the unfaithful shepherds, brothers and sisters. The children of Israel, I know you're teaching your parents. And they're taking it back to their pastors. And they're looking at it now. They may not come to you and say it. Because it's hard for a child that you didn't wipe their behind to now be giving you instruction. But they're proud of you, brothers and sisters. Because why? This is what they raised you to be. They raised you to be men and women of God. And you've shown them the light. You've shown them the, 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 the deception, brothers and sisters. The Bible tells you. That he would speak to his people through the mouth of babes. That the children would be teaching the parents, brothers and sisters. It's evident, brothers and sisters, right now. It's the youth. People in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s. Teaching their grandparents. Their great-grandparents, brothers and sisters. That's prophecy in the Bible. Brothers and sisters. Liberation is at the door. Begins in truth, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time? Verse 4. And I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking. It says he would set up shepherds, brothers and sisters, over them. So there would be a transition, a changing of the guard, brothers and sisters, where now Israelites would elevate and establish themselves as the upholders of righteousness and as the educators. And because of this, because Israelites have started to expose the wolves in sheep's clothing, they're going to look to mischaracterize us and demonize us, brothers and sisters. We've got a few scriptures where we need to clear up some misconceptions of what the media, what the church will tell you about Israelites. One of their claims is we only use the Old Testament because we follow the Sabbath. So this is when you bring it to your pastor, this is what they'll say. Well, they just deal with the law of Moses. They don't really follow Christ. Lie. First lie. We're going to show you. Hebrews 10 and 7. We don't only follow the Old Testament. We follow the whole Bible, brothers and sisters. Hebrews 10 and 7. Then said I, lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me. Read that part again. In the volume of the book it is written of me. In the volume of the book, brothers and sisters. We follow the volume of the book. That's the Old Testament, the Apographer, and the New Testament. Christians don't use the Old Testament at all. How can you use half of a book? <laughs> who, who reads a novel and then opens it up in the middle? See? They say, no, don't, don't read that Old Testament. That God was angry. Oh, oh. Sabbath, that's Old Testament. No, no. Eating pork? Oh, no, no. You can do that now. That was Old Testament. Christ is telling you what? Read it again, brother, please. Then said I, lo, 
I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. So we wanted to dispel that myth first. The children of Israel follow the whole book, not just the Old Testament, not just the New Testament. Christians only use the New Testament. Next time you're, in, you're listening to Sunday worship, listen to the scriptures they pull out, brothers and sisters. All of the scriptures are going to be Paul, Galatians, Ephesians, Romans. They don't deal with the gospel. They don't deal with Christ, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They don't even deal with that. They don't deal with Revelations. They don't deal with Jude. They deal with Paul as if we're following Paul. We're following Christ, brothers and sisters. So we wanted to put that out there. We just needed to clear up some of these myths that they're going to use, that they're probably teaching your family. When your family go look up Israelite online or blog, they're probably telling them this. Well, they, they just deal with some level of Old Testament writings. That's a lie. Read it one more time, brother. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. So we wanted to magnify that Israelites use the entirety of the book, brothers and sisters. We're going to 2 Timothy 3 and 16. We're almost done here, brothers and sisters, but we got to clear this up. Because some people will hear this lesson and then go to their pastors. And these are all the things the pastor is going to use and say. So we have to prep you first before they try to catch you up. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. The New Testament. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Old Testament. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture. So you can't tell me that that was just in the Old Testament. Yeah, he said don't eat that, but that was just in the Old Testament. <laughs> Read it again, brother. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for good doctrine, for reproof, for correction. See, for correction. That's what the Bible is supposed to be used for is correction. For instruction in righteousness. Instruction in righteousness. I remember my, my family, my moms used to love Joel Osteen. And I noticed one thing when I used to see him on, uh, I think it was TBN. I never heard, I, I never ever heard him say the word sin. Not one time. Out of all, I never heard him say the word sin. How can you be using the Bible not talking about sin when Christ came to die for our sins? <laughs> see, brothers and sisters, when you ask the right questions, you start pulling in one strand, the whole garment starts to just fall apart. Brothers and sisters, we have to open our eyes again, relearn. The things that we knew when we were children, we read it, we knew it was wrong. Some adult came to us and taught us to ignore it. No longer. No longer will we ignore what we know to be right. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness. So the reason they would make the false deceptive claim that we only utilize the Old Testament is because we observe the Sabbath as the Ten Commandments tell you. Exodus 20 and 8. You follow that? Christians don't even follow the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments tell you to observe the Sabbath as holy. You don't even follow the Ten. <laughs> We're going to show you. Christ followed the Sabbath in the New Testament. Luke 4 and 14, brothers and sisters. This is what you take back to your pastors and ask them what they're going to say. Because guess what, brothers and sisters? You can learn from a lie as long as you know you're being lied to. 
See, you can learn from a lie as long as you understand it's being a, it's a lie being told. So go test them, brothers and sisters. Test them. Test them. You have the answer. Now ask him to see if he's going to be honest. Verse 14, brother. Luke 4, verse 14. And Christ, <clears throat> and Christ returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Examine this. This is Christ. And he came to Nazareth. Where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Read that again, brother. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Read that again, brother. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. That's the custom of the Israelites. That's what Christ did on the Sabbath. He did exactly what we're doing. We read in the synagogue. So they'll tell you, well, after he died, <laughs> we changed it. Well, hold on now. Are you following Christ or are you waiting until after he died to do something? Mm. What was he doing while he was living? So don't, don't tell us that that's some Old Testament when Christ was doing this in the New Testament. This is our culture. Read that one more time, brother, please. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And in his cust as his custom was... He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for it to read. So be honest. Are you following Christ or are you following your own heart? Because Christ observed the Sabbath. He went to church on the Sabbath, brothers and sisters. See? So because we observe the Sabbath, they'll say we're following the Old Testament. No, we're following Christ. We actually follow Christ, brothers and sisters. We adhere to the customs of our forefathers. And Christ didn't come to undo that. Matthew 5 and 17. Christ didn't come to undo the law, brothers and sisters. Matthew 5 and 17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law this or is, the prophets. This is Christ. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. Think not that I come to destroy the law. Because they'll tell you, well, because Christ came, we can eat unclean foods. <laughs> because Christ came, we can go to church on Sunday. Christ is saying, think not. Don't even... Put it in your mind that he came to do away with the law. Not to destroy, but to fulfill. What does that mean? To do what was in it. That's how you fulfill something. He didn't come to change the law. He came to follow the law. Read that again, brother. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So my question is, Pastor, are we? if we're only following the, the, the New Testament, then why are you asking for tithes and offering when you know that's only written out in the Old Testament? See? That's where you go, brothers and sisters, because I guarantee you that. They're passing that plate around, aren't they? That's in the Old Testament, Pastor. That's only written up in the Old Testament. So are we following the Old Testament or are we not? Hypocrites. Malachi 3 and 8 to show you that tithes was written up in the Old Testament, not the New. See, and this is, you have to know this, brothers and sisters, because you know how, you have to know how to defend yourself. You have to know that you're being deceived. Malachi 3 verse 8. Will a man rob God? This is the scripture they go to to ask for tithes. <laughs> Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? And tithes and offerings. Look at this. This is where they go. Mm -hmm. So now, oh, now, now you go to the Old Testament. Now, okay. <laughs> See? So that's my thing, Pastor. Listen, if we're not going to follow the Old Testament, don't pass that plate around again. Okay? Listen, we, we're not following the law. Get that plate on out of here. I don't think the word tithes means 
See? See, brothers and sisters? They think you're stupid, brothers and sisters. You have to study. See? That's our job at the Commandment Keepers Church is to educate you. So when they let set them up, ask them, did Christ follow the Sabbath? And then pull that rug right up from underneath of them. Set them right on up. Give it, because you have the answer already. I just want to see who you are, the integrity of your heart, sir. And then pull that rug right out. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. See, so we just need to magnify that tithes was written in the Old Testament, but yet they're asking for tithes and offering every Sunday. So, Pastor, I need you to make up your mind. Are we following the Old Testament or not? Oh, okay, so we're going to pick and choose what we're going to follow now. See, they, don't, they know you don't know about where tithes came from. They know it. <laughs> That's why they just tell you anything. That's going to stop here. You're no longer going to deceive our people because we're going to make sure that our people are educated to call you on your deception. Titus 1 and 16 and two scriptures and we're, we're done. <clears throat> Titus chapter 1 verse 16, brothers and sisters. Titus 1 and 16. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. Being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. They're hypocrites, brothers and sisters. Let's re read that one more time, brother. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable and disobedient. But in works they deny Him. So they claim to follow Christ, but the works show they don't. You don't even follow the Sabbath. But yet you're asking for tithes. So you're going to rob our people and then tell us not to follow the law. Christians should be angry. Christians should really be angry with this mess that they that they perpetuating. They think you're fools. They think you're a flat out fool. Where Christ never went to church on Sunday. <coughs> they'll trick you into do that and then they'll take your money. When tithes was given to the church or offering, that meant that the people that pay the tithes and offering, when the bill can't be paid, they should be able to go to that same church. I say, sir, uh, pastor, so-and-so, my rent, I'm $500 short. Can you assist me? Well, you've been paying tithes. Yes, we can assist you. Try that now. <laughs> Go to the Christian church and tell them your cell phone bill is off. And guess what? Your cell phone bill going to be off when you leave because uh, we're not in that business, sir. We're into taking the money, sir. Mm -hmm. See, so what they're doing is not biblically sound. The church would help those who were having problems. If you tithe, that means the church is supposed to have your back when you need something. Okay, well, listen, the babies don't have, you know, they don't have things to go to school. Uh, the church have to step in now. Because why? You've been paying them your money. <laughs> is that going on? I don't think it is, brothers and sisters. Now, another thing that 
Christians may notice that may be alarming to them is the apparel that we wear. Brothers and sisters, don't let that alarm you. We're going to go to Numbers 15 and 38 to show you that when you see Israelites out in public, they wear fringes or tassels from their garments. So they'll try to say, well, yeah, they're dealing with some level of Islam, some Middle Eastern stuff. This is where they're going to come, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. Don't view this as something foreign. These people that wear these are just following the law, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Numbers 15 and 38. Verse 38. Speak unto the children of Israel. Read that again. Speak unto the children of Israel. Israel. And bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generation. Read that again, brother. And bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generation. So don't look at this as something foreign. The people that wear these follow the law. We need to magnify that. Because they will, they will use this to demonize us, brothers and sisters. When the law tells the children of Israel to do what? Bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations. Throughout their generations. This means forever. And that they put upon the fringes of the borders a ribbon of blue. You'll see a blue ribbon above it. Or the whole shirt may be blue. As the ribbon, brothers and sisters. What is this to do? And it shall be unto you for a fringe, that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord. That you may what? Remember all the commandments of the Lord. It's to remind you of the law. See? Which pastors are wearing, <laughs> wearing fringes? So don't come to Israelites as if they're dealing with something foreign. You just don't know the Bible right now, and that's okay. That's why you should learn from Israelites. Because one thing they are is studied. That's the one thing they are, brothers and sisters. We need to magnify that. Don't look at what they're wearing as foreign, brothers and sisters. They're the ones who follow the law and teach the law. Can you read that part again? And it shall, well, verse 39, And it shall be unto you for a fringe, that you may look upon it, and remember all the commandments of the Lord, and do them. And that you may seek not after your own heart and your own eyes, after which you use to go whoring, that you may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. See, so our people have a dress code. Is, is that okay? I, I would think that Christians would want a dress code when you got sisters running, running around with spanks on, showing every crack and crevice, chest pushed up to their nose. So, Israelites, we teach what? Modesty, brothers and sisters. We teach modesty. This is what you're going to get when you come into an Israelite teaching, brothers and sisters. Should be nothing wrong with that. Now, the last thing we're going to deal with is what they're going to say, the final thing they'll say is that this is a cult. That's what they're going to say, brothers and sisters. This is a cult. Why? Because we're following the law? <laughs> Because we follow the Sabbath from now as a cult. Brother, you're in the cult. You're in the cult. You're eating unclean foods, celebrating pagan holidays. You're in the cult, brother. So they'll call this a cult, and we're going to show you they did the same thing to Christ, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to <clears throat> we're going to go to Luke 11. 
going to start to demonize the children of Israel. We're going to read verse 14 and 15. We'll, they'll say we're in a cult. Why? Because we, we don't eat unclean foods. We don't celebrate pagan holidays. We don't spend money on Saturdays. So they'll say this is a cult. We're going to show you they said the same thing about Christ. Luke 11 and 14. And he was casting out a devil. And it was dumb. And it came to pass when the devil was going out. The dumb spake and the people wondered. But some of them said. He casteth out devils through Be Beelzebub. The chief of the devil. So they said Christ was using the power of the devil. To cast out unclean spirits. Brothers and sisters. Examine this. See. So they did this to Christ. Brothers and sisters. They did this to Christ. Christ was healing people. They said, he's using the power of the devil to do this. So it doesn't bother us, brothers and sisters. It kind of reminds me of uh, the Catholic Church when they're doing their exorcisms and stuff like that. Um, that they would actually use other demons to get out more ranking demons and stuff like that. Yeah, that's exactly. Not, that's not a part of what we're... Christ didn't do no exorcisms, brothers and sisters. There's, there's no word called exorcism in the Bible, brothers and sisters. Christ wasn't in agreement with these spirits. These spirits feared Christ, brothers and sisters. We needed to show you that they called Christ Satan. They called Christ Lucifer. They said he was in a cult, brothers and sisters. So it doesn't bother us. Because the Bible tell you a servant is not more worthy than his master. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 15. But some of them said... He casteth out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. And others, tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thought, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against the house fallen. If Satan also divided against him, himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. How can the devil cast out the devil? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. So our question is, how can we be in a cult when we're telling people to follow the law? Following the law is a cult. That, that's really, that's telling us something about you, brother. Will we be a cult telling people to get baptized and repent of their sins? To follow the holy days in the Bible? Doesn't make any sense. The same people that are saying this are in a cult themselves, brothers and sisters. Matthew 10 and 24, and we'll end it at Galatians 4 and 16. To show you that the Bible told you they would call us a cult. Because what we're dealing with is something like the world has never seen before. <clears throat> Matthew 10 and 24. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master, and the servant as, as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Uh -huh. Examine that, brothers and sisters. If they called Christ Beelzebub, they called him Satan, what would they call us? To show you that everything they're saying is lined up with the Bible, brothers and sisters. Because why? They don't know how to explain it. How are these people of color, it, these ignorant slaves, these spicks, these Hispanics and wetbacks? <laughs> how? How are they now upholding righteousness? How are they able to teach us? They're dealing with the devil. <laughs> the devil is giving them this understanding. Examine that, brothers and sisters. So the Bible is telling you. They're going to say you're in a cult. 
because they have no other word to describe it, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time before we uh, close out, brother. It is enough for the disciples that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? That's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. They called Christ an occult. They called him a Satan worshiper. You know they'll call us the same thing for just following what's in the book, brothers and sisters, which shows you what type of pagan society that we're living in. We're going to end it here. Galatians 4 and 16. Galatians 4 and 16. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Examine that, brothers and sisters. We have become people's enemies. I can't tell you how many people... <laughs> Have nothing but venom and vitriol towards me. I'm like, what did I do? Because people come in, they learn from us. They go back to their families, their husbands, their wives. And then I'm getting attacked. I'm all types of names. I'm like, what did I, I don't even know these people. We, we've, not, we've dealt with it. We've had brothers come in, learn from our church, say, listen, I don't want to celebrate Christmas. And then his wife, who's not dealing with it, will then in, in turn start attacking me. <laughs> Like, where'd you learn this? This man is this, that, and the third. I'm like, yo, what did I do? I just taught the truth, yo. I just taught the truth. This is what happens, brothers and sisters. People will hate our church. People will hate me. That's okay. That's okay. Because we're sharing the truth. And then you take that truth back to your mom, to your dad, to your boyfriend, your girlfriend. And the next thing they're going to do is tear down the person that gave you the information. Because you, one thing you can't tear down is the doctrine. So because they can't tear down the doctrine, they'll try to tear a person down personally. Because these scriptures cannot be undone, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time? Verse 16. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? They killed Christ, brothers and sisters. He never lied. He only told the truth to show you that the truth make you an enemy, brothers and sisters. Because people would rather just be rocked back to sleep. Do whatever they want to do. So it's going to take courage, brothers and sisters, to stand on this truth. Knowing that you're going to become the enemy. It's going to take courage. And everybody don't have that courage. Some people are like, listen, I can't stand alone. My family will look at me funny if I do this. My family will look at me funny if I stop eating these foods. My family will look at me funny if I stop celebrating their days. Courage. Those Israelites who stand on this truth have courage. Can you read that one more time? We're going to close up. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Brothers and sisters, today's lesson was about finding freedom in the truth. We wanted to show the parallels between Christendom, the Christian religion, and the Bible, which are no parallels at all. We wanted to show you... <clears throat> What the purpose of an Israelite is and try to dispel some of those myths that is perpetuated or publicized or promoted about the children of Israel, brothers and sisters. We have no hatred. We have no venom and vitriol towards the sheep, the Christian sheep. We have venom and vitriol righteously, righteous anger towards the shepherds, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson, we hope, 
allow Christians to know that it's okay to learn with us. It's okay to learn from the children of Israel. We follow the Bible. Now, I know it may sound new to you because they're not following the Bible in the church. But everything we read tonight, brothers and sisters, came directly out of the Bible. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala, Kwam Yasharala, sin no more. Sin no more.